What's up? Welcome to the Joss Speaks Digital Podcast. My name is Jessica. I go by Joss Speaks. I am your host of the podcast. Here we are with episode 21, Ava Laura's Retreat from the Retreat. So this week, I want to talk to you all about when things actually go wrong, when they don't go right, when they actually go awry the way that you planned them, and what you can do to bounce back from that. Uh, In this particular episode, in this interview, I interview um, one of my business besties, Ava Laura, and we talk about how she created this environment around her, this event, I should say. I worked with another individual, right? She partnered up with someone else and they decided to put together a retreat for black women in leadership. They had planned it a year in advance. This should have gone off without a hitch, right? They had done all the pre-planning they needed to do, hired a planner to help them out. They really, she really wanted to make sure that this was gonna be an awesome event and wanted to do everything in her power to make sure that this went on without a hitch, right? Without any problems. And it did not go to plan. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and jump into the interview. But retreat from the retreat. You may have seen the title and thought to yourself, what are they talking about? Well, what do you do when you plan and the plan doesn't work out as you planned? This is Ava Laura from Ava Laura's Healing Center. And let's take a listen to this interview. I guarantee if you've ever sat down and decided you were going to do something and it did not go the way that you had planned it out, then you will definitely relate to this interview. So without further ado, Ava Laura. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Just Speaks Digital Podcast. Today I have a really special guest who is someone near and dear to my heart. We do um, a lot in the digital space together. She was my co-host and she was also the founder of Boots Boom, one of the, call it a live stream show. So recently she went through some things in her business that I wanted her to share with you all. This thing kind of threw us both through a loop. I had done some help uh, trying to prepare for uh, the event that was going to take place. Ava Laura, tell the people a little bit about yourself. My name is Ava Laura. I'm a life coach, intuitive consultant, and keynote speaker. I'm here based out of the D.C. metro area, or the DMV, as we like to call it. You know, this is a really exciting time for me because I'm I'm literally going on my 14th year in business. Um, November 2005 is actually when I started. Oh, yeah, you gotta clap that up for sure. Oh, right. I, I feel so old. It's crazy. I feel <laughs> like that has nothing to do with your age, but okay. <laughs> like just business terms, right? But Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel really blessed because I have worked hard and very diligently to, you know, be in business this long. And I feel blessed that I have been able to help people to quote unquote, live their best lives, you know, help them from whole to wholeness in their life and relationships and business and career and yeah. truly help them in a very authentic way, authentic for the, for me, authentic for them to live the life that they always wanted to live, but didn't necessarily know how. One of the things that, you know, Jessica and I talk about all the time is that 
if I'm a life coach and I'm going to sit here and tell y'all that I am a quote unquote expert on life, even with my mental health background and social work background, psychology and counseling and all the, the numerous things that I do, integrating, you know, holistic wellness, like Reiki and chakra balancing and core cutting and, you know, all these things into the work that I do. Yes, I have my Western education, right? I got my bachelor's degree, got my master's degree. And yes, I have the Eastern education. I have the Reiki and the spiritual healing and all this stuff. But when you say that you want to do this work and help people in this capacity, you can't just end it at your formal education or even informal education. It really also comes down to your life experiences and your own ability to practice what you preach. And I tell my clients all the time that I will never tell you to do anything that I have not done or would not do. In order for that to happen is that I have to be practiced. I have to be tested, right? I have to have my own obstacles so I can say that what I'm telling you, not just from a standpoint of something that I studied in a book and got a master's degree, but I can tell you that this works because I've been through it. I've helped people through it. And I know personally firsthand. What exactly have you been through? <laughs> you know, um, again, this is, is, is a really interesting time for me because, you know, being, you know, 14 years in business, there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of pivots along the way. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've always done to remain relevant is every year I like to do something new. I like to add something to my business. And that keeps it so, yes, I'm very consistent into my offerings, but there's always a new offering. You know, I, I look at like entertainers, right? They're always finding ways to invent themselves for new albums. So maybe they're giving themselves a new look or a uh, different product, adding products. Product. I think it's the same thing in business. Like you always have to find a way to keep yourself relevant. Absolutely. One year, like I remember when I started my Reiki trainings and then, you know, implementing that more. And then I started doing more speaking. And so I started implementing that more and then offering different products. Like when I finally made my meditation, you know, cause everybody's like, you teach meditation. How do I meditate with you? So, you know, those products. And then, you know, a few years ago, I inter you know, integrated the head wraps, right? So then started selling head wraps and teaching women how to wrap their hair. So I'm always doing something. And for 2019, my introduction was, you know, my dream of something that I had been wanting to do for a while was doing wellness retreats and in particular for Black women in leadership. So two, 2019 was supposed to have the launch year. My partner and I were really, really excited. When I do something, I don't want to do it like everybody else. That, that's just not who I am. That's a part of my brand. My name is Ava Laura. I wasn't born with the name like everybody else. I wasn't born here to do what everybody else does. Wait, what are, you, what are you trying to say here? Because I have Jessica, so what are you trying to say? Listen, you make Jessica dope. How about that? But I am the only Ava Laura, and as the only Ava Laura, I own that and just say, I am not going to do things like everybody else does. It's just a part of who I am, who I be, how I was born into this world. And so when we looked at the retreat space and what was going on, we said, okay, a lot of people are doing retreats, but what can we do differently that nobody else is doing? Part of it, one, was we wanted to focus on particularly Black women in leadership. That was really for us, by us, that this is a group that is not necessarily, you know, being spoken to and understanding that as a Black woman in leadership, we wear many roles. We do many things. And oftentimes our own self-care, our own wellness, our own mental health and emotional well-being is the last thing on the list. 
And so that was really important to me. I mean, those are my clients. That is who I am, who I serve. And so it was important to me to say, okay, how can I serve in a different way? But the other thing that we wanted to do is we really wanted to make it a luxury retreat experience. And so, you know, there's a lot of retreats. We were looking at different price points and we really wanted something that was going to speak to, you know, this is your time and we are here to take care and serve you. You serve everybody else. Now allow us to have this experience of serving you. And so that was also really important. So saying, hey, you know, there's, you're going to be massage and Reiki treatments. And yeah, you're going to have the workshop salons that we're offering. You're going to get information. But this is also going to be a lot of downtime for you. This is not a conference. This is not something where you're going to be in sessions, you know, every hour. But yes, we're going to have a learning experience. But there's also going to be excursions. There's also going to be downtime. There's also going to be massage. And there's going to be all of this so you really, truly can unwind and unplug. And so that was important to us. And then the final thing that was really important to us was saying that, hey, this is going to be an international experience. So it's not going to take place in the U.S. It's going to take place in the way where you really can get away. And it's going to be for a week because you're just unwinding in two days. You, you need more time. You really need to be in a space that is different from what you're used to because that environment plays a huge role in your wellness and your ability to unwind and unplug and just allow yourself to just breathe and just be and just soak up wherever you are. So 2019, we said, hey, you know, let's go to Mallorca, let's go to Spain, it's beautiful, it's on the water, it's an international location, and, you know, we just heard some amazing things, and it's a great space to take our women to unwind and unplug. So you have so, this great idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have this amazing vision. Mm -hmm. You understood kind of what you wanted to do, you felt like you had everything laid out, and so... The whole time she's planning this, she's getting speaking engagements. She's getting, she's doing workshops. I mean, she's, you know, getting, you know, people that are coming to her to do a reality show, you know, like all of these different opportunities are like showing up. And, she, and at the same time, she's still trying to market and promote <laughs> a retreat for a ton of women, right? She has a beautiful vision in front of her of how she wants this to all be laid out, the women she wants to be there, the people she wants to serve, all that good stuff. So you hire someone and talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, they say man makes plans and, and God laughs. <laughs> yeah, that is, I felt like that was just all over this retreat. It, it was sort of like we had this amazing vision and everything that could go wrong went wrong. And through this whole experience, and mind you, we have been planning this retreat for a full year. From October 2018, literally to October 2019, when it was supposed to take place. And so when did you hire the individual that came on to help you with it? At what so we actually hired her from the very beginning. One of the things my partner and I were very clear about, again, as Black women in leadership, we, like Jessica said, I had all this stuff going on. She had all her stuff going on. She's been on TV, you know, like once a month segments on the news and books she was working on yeah, and all the things she was yeah, working she on. Yeah, she had a lot going on. Yeah, so both of us had a lot going on and we just said, okay, this is something that's important to us. This is something that we want to do. We are the living embodiment of this retreat. Like we represent everything this retreat stands for. And in order to really make it work, what we decided to do is that we got to hire somebody. I've never done an international retreat before. She's never done an international retreat before. So it's important to us to say, listen, 
I practice what I preach. I am not an expert at this. So let me find somebody who is an expert at doing this because I've done events. She's done events. We've both done them successfully, but we've never done an event like this. And number two, taking an event and doing an event outside of the country is a whole right. other thing. Yes. Right? That's a whole different type of soup. So we said, listen, we're going to get the support that we need, right? Yes. We're talking about getting support. We're talking about self-care. So we're going to do the things that we need to do to make this to be the amazing experience. We absolutely know that it can be and should be uh, for the women that we're serving. So I remember when you first started talking about this, she's like, it's a year. Believe me, we're going to need this time because we're going to, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And it did. It flew by. Like next thing you know, it was like, yeah, it's in a month. Like, wow. Oh my gosh. It's like in 30 days. When was the first indication that you felt like, <laughs> look, podcasts are not only for like conversation interviews and learning information. Podcasts is like therapy. I tell people this and they laugh, but I'm serious. When was the first time when you went like, ooh, mm, we may have made a mistake in choosing this person? So y'all, you know, again, and Jessica knows, like I, I keep it real. I am anything but authentic. Like that's, I love who I am. I embrace who I am. And when I make a mistake and, and when I do things great, I'm going to be honest about that. So I have to laugh at myself, right? Because my title is life coach and intuitive consultant, because I really do operate from that space and how I work with my clients and how I get results for them and the work that I do, you know, a lot of it is very intuitive. But through this process, I did not listen to my intuition. One of the things that I realized is that I allowed ego to control it and not my spirit. I can definitely take the onus in my responsibility and in my mistake in this because anytime you allow yourself to operate from ego, it's always going to steer you wrong. Yep. Not and I can say, oh, you know, I wanted it to work because of the women, but I wanted it to work for myself. Like, let, let's just be real. Like, this is something that I have been trying to do for years, right? Yeah, like, and poured now. my blood, sweat, and tears to it. And when I saw it going wrong, I was like, oh, but I can find a way to make it work. Because that's what we do, right? I can fix it, even with men sometimes. Oh, no, yes. I can fix it. <laughs> Like, you know what? I, that's what we do as Black women. I can make yes. a way out of no way. I can make a dollar out of 15 cents. But sometimes it's just supposed to be 15 damn cents. Ain't no dollar coming from that. And you just got to be real and just say, okay, this is what I got. So how do I work with what I got? There's nothing more coming. Honestly, if I really look back, I started seeing it very early on. This is no shade to the person that, you know, that, that we're talking about. It's, it's really about my lesson and my experience. And yes. I, and I want to, and I want to be very clear about that. And I want you to learn from my experience because we've all been through a similar experience. It may not be about a retreat. It could be at work. It could be in your relationships. You know, yes. it can be with your business. It can mm -hmm. be with your health, so many different things, but we've all had this experience where we knew something was wrong and we did not listen. And we kept trying to go anyway and make something work that was not supposed to work. And so I did see it early on in that this is something that my partner and I have never done before. So we did not know the right questions to ask. We thought we did because yeah. we're both business owners and we both, you know, we, we both have a lot of experience under our belt. And like I said, we've done events and things, but 
There's so many different things that we did not ask and that we did not make sure was a part of the process. You know, we hired somebody who I had previously worked with. So again, I had an experience with this person. Um, mm -hmm. I actually spoke at one of their events and I was like, okay, they were great. It was an amazing event. Right. So clearly they know what they're doing in terms of putting yeah. on events and they do retreats. So I was like, this is great. Perfect. And we interviewed a few people. So it wasn't just one. And we went with this person. Yeah. But let me say this, that, you know, just because you have an experience with somebody and thinking about it, that experience was years ago. You don't know where that person is right now. Absolutely. That was a 2016, 2017 experience. That wasn't a 2018, 2019 experience. I don't know where they are now. Not only that, you don't know the behind the scenes of what it took to really make that experience work. I was not a part of that process. So just because it looked on the outside to be a success, I really don't know what was going on. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that that's something that I learned. But really, we didn't ask enough questions. And what we realized, even though this person had done retreats and probably successfully done retreats, they had never done a retreat like the one that we were doing. They had never done a retreat in Europe. They had yeah. never done a retreat with our clientele. I think from the very beginning, they had not really bought into the vision of our retreat. If I'm Got being, yep. not, be, not, not because it wasn't a great vision, but because they had never done it. I think this is an awesome vision. I don't know how it's going to play out because I haven't done it, but I'm happy to learn along the way where we didn't need somebody learning along the way with right. us. We needed somebody who was an expert who was showing us. Yes. So that was the first mistake. And then realizing very early on that they could not necessarily market to the people that we were trying to serve. And yep. that was supposed to be a part of it. I'm finding myself more stressed out than I've ever been, um, largely because of this retreat, because I'm realizing now I got to take on and do more work than I thought that I was going to have to do. So I have planned to write a book that got pushed off. You know, Jessica and I have planned to launch a podcast that got pushed to the side. You know, there were speaking engagements and other things that I could have been doing that literally I put on hold because I wanted to see this retreat work. And I had to take on extra responsibility that I had not planned on doing to make it work. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I could have made it work, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. so that was a sign of like, Ava Laura, maybe this isn't the right time. You know, sometimes when you got to work so hard for something, maybe it's just not the right time to do it. It's just not the right energy. You know, there, there's another time and place where this is going to be a little bit smoother and a little bit easier for you. And not the right people. And not the right people. Not everybody can come along with you on your journey. Journey, yes. And if they don't see the vision, then it's going to be even harder for them. Because I could even think of, um, and I won't say the comments, but I can think of some comments that were said. It was like, wait a minute. No, that's not for this level of clientele, though. You know, you guys need to be looking in this area, this area, and this area, right? And it's, so I, I brought Abel, because it was difficult to watch. <laughs> it was, you know, because you want to help, but then you don't want to overstep. But then you like, you know, at the same time. So, you know, that whole saying, you know, just check on your strong friends. You know, I just made a point to be like, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> what's going on now? You know, what's going on? How you, how, what are you guys going to do next? You know, that type of thing. Because um, in the midst of that also, I mean, it was, it was all, it was speakers and other stuff going on with that or partnerships, I should say, more or less. You know, you had your first experience with sponsored uh, posts and influencers. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. 
Yeah. How was that experience? And this is and this is another thing that I want you all to be mindful of is that again, like my partner and I, this is the first time we've ever hired anybody. Yeah. Right. So again, navigating those waters of you not overstepping your bounds. Like if you're paying somebody to do something for you, yeah. what is it that you're paying them for? And what is then your responsibility? This person really is responsible for representing our brand and our new brand, right? Because this is brand new. This is the first year. They're responsible for setting the tone um, and the energy and, and we're paying them to do this. And, and it's very difficult and trusting. It's like you're a baby. Like I'm trusting you with my baby. And it was very difficult. And yeah, so, you know, like Jessica said, um, we're working with influencers and trusting that, I, you know, even that process that we're being represented correctly, yeah. right? Because honestly, now looking back, I don't know. And then, you know, what's being said versus what's not being said. And what is the tone and energy in that? Why do I have to step in and make sure that we're getting things that need to be done, meeting the contract when that is your job? As a Black woman in leadership, if we recognize that something is wrong, we're going to step in and take over. Absolutely. That's what we do. Like, I'm going to make this work by hook or by crook. So I'm going to step in. And then look at, well, wait a minute, why did I have to do all of that? Like, what did I hire you for? Like, why is this a part of my experience? This is what you do, exactly. right? And, and so I, I say all of this to say that I'm, it's not that I'm never going to hire anybody again, because as we speak, we're actually looking at new event planners for the 2020 retreat. So now I have all of this knowledge going into, well, when I'm looking at somebody, what is their temperament, right? You know, what is their personality? You know, I'm a go-getter, right? We're talking about type A, you know, personality women, go hard or go home. I pour my heart and soul into things. Absolutely. You can't work with an event planner that's not like that. Yep. You can't. That You can't represent my brand. You're not my brand. You know, you need somebody in the same way that if we're negotiating things, you know how to negotiate. Yes. Right? And you're working on my behalf, again, because you're representing my brand. So you're looking out for me and not for you. Yes. This speaks to so many different levels, right? Not only the event space or hiring freelancer, but this is just hiring employees, period, yes. board, right? And things that we need to look at when we uh, bring someone aboard on our team. Like you said, they're going to represent the brand as a whole. So do we, are we in alignment? Do we have the same mission, goals, vision, objectives? Like, do we have the same temperament? Like you said. <laughs> and like, those I, are things we don't think about because right? my thing is, if things are going wrong, I need you to get up in there and just be like, look, <laughs> handle your business. I should not have to be the one to come in and handle it if I'm paying you to do that. Yep. And when you're working with influencers and other strong personalities, you know, people are busy. People have a lot going on. And sometimes you just got to get up in their face and be like, look, you're responsible for doing this. Get, when are you doing it? What's going on here? I just had a conversation with uh, someone who has the celebrity effect. And I was like, look, I'm not afraid to tell you, but some people may be afraid to tell you. I'm not ashamed to tell you because that's just who I am. But if you meet, look, I need you to get up and I need you to, excuse my language, but I need you to grab your balls and I need you to handle it. <laughs> you know, if you have management and people coming at you, you have a certain level of expertise that they can't find anywhere else, plus the connection you have to your audience. So you need to stand up. 
Um, and so coming into that, like you said, it, you have to have, you know, so many lessons. So many lessons. <laughs> Let me just say that. So many lessons I've learned through just watching this whole thing play out through, you know, like I said, standing on the sidelines like, ah, you know, <laughs> rooting it on. But you're right. When we hire people, when we bring people aboard on our teams, knowing that we are women in leadership positions, whether you consider yourself in a leadership position or not, I guarantee you, you probably are, right? Even if you're just the lead of your household, what have you, there's a certain, there's a certain gusto that comes that we that we have like you said we pour our whole heart and our soul like if, if something comes back we are like okay how do i fix it how do i make this right because we want things to work out for the betterment of everyone involved yes. so those folks that just ain't got the stamina and can't keep up I'm sorry boo boo you gotta stay back behind i can't i can't drag you along <laughs> right like i'm paying you to drag you along <laughs> And this is still midway. We aren't even into the end yet. <laughs> We're still kind of in the in the beginning of uh, tw no, towards the end of 2018, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, towards the end of 2018, maybe be beginning part of 2019. Yeah, yeah. Right? like yeah, so then, the beginning of 2019. Yeah. yeah, beginning of 2019. There was a lot of things that took place, but mind you, let's look at the positive of all of this. We have a flourishing Facebook group, five or 600 women in the Facebook group. Facebook page, Instagram. Yes. People were finding us. People were actually contacting us to be a part of it and be speakers. Like word had gotten out. out. Yes. So this, there's definitely a need. So yeah. let's speak to the marketing piece of all of this. Mm -hmm. Even the, the marketing piece, it was so bad it was good. <laughs> no, seriously. It, it worked because people were super duper interested. It didn't even have to be fancy dancy because we talk about true. that online, right? Um, about people that have the fancy and the nice looking website and the, but go to their coaching and see if you yeah. get anything out of it. Yep. Shiny, pretty, shiny, pretty things. No shiny, substance. pretty presence, but now and I and I will say like the marketing was dope like in terms of like graphics and the website like all of that stuff was no, nice. No, it started to get there. Yeah, all of it was nice. The <laughs> issue with the marketing more so than anything was that there was no plan. Yeah, I feel like some of it didn't speak to the audience. It was like it started to sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of took it over, but I think yeah. it was just more because, it, like, it's. I mean, it's nice. Like you, we got great. Like people love the graphics and the yeah, things yeah. and the website. Like all of that stuff was really nice, mm -hmm. but it was no plan, and there was and no plan. And, and the was thing bad. is, there was no plan. Period. That's what I mean. Right? Like there was no like from the beginning, okay, this is the plan. This month we're going to do this. This month yeah. we're going to do that. This month we're going to do that. We're going to market in this way and we're going to then roll out this. There was no plan from the beginning. So it was like we were always winging it and always kind of reacting versus responding. Absolutely. And that's what I mean by it was so bad it was good. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because it was like once you guys finally got it up, looked great, whatever, but then it was like the scrambling of trying to pull yes. those elements together. Who's going to do yes. this? Okay, who's going to do that? Okay, what's Exactly. Gonna That's right. And I'm coming up with plans. Well, how about we do this? How yeah. about we do that? Because again, 
I'm going to step up. If it's not getting done, I'm going to step up in a certain say, okay, we need to do this. What about this? I shouldn't go to my event planner and say, what about this? What about that? Why isn't this done? We literally, there was one point <laughs> where my partner and I, we were like, well, what's the budget? Like we haven't seen an actual budget. We haven't seen the numbers. We don't even know how much is coming in versus how much is going out. And then we realized like how much in the red we are. And we're like, why are we so much in the red? But we didn't know because we didn't have a budget. There was no budget. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the expenses. I'm, I'm looking at the expenses like, why is it $1,700 for a massage? <laughs> why are the massages $175 a person? person? And why is the event planner getting a massage when you're working? Again, my personality, I see that this is the vision. This is what we're doing. I'm going to work hard to make sure that happens. That's what I do with my clients. Yeah. I work really hard to make sure that my clients get results. And that's why people come to me. That's why they pay me. And that's why they come back. And that's why they refer their friends, their family, they mm -hmm. booze, they everybody. Because they know who I am. So if you are working on somebody's behalf, you got to work to make sure that they get the results that they want. So if you see that they're going in the hole, you got to say, hey, look, this is what's happening with your numbers. How about we? this is some ways that we can cut back or these are some ways that we can negotiate but you don't put yourself and assert yourself in there causing them to go further in the hole. This is where we are different than others. And we feel like maybe everybody else is a, like, oh no, you gotta run a business. So you should know that in business, if you want to have more clients, you need to get results for the clients you currently have or be invested, right? It shouldn't always just be about the money. It should be about the, the whole, right? And you're thinking, oh yeah, another, Black person wants to see this? Yes. We all are invested in helping these Black women get to this destination because it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. That was not it, though. <laughs> right? And, and, you know, and really the thing that I learned, because again, as a solopreneur, I am used to, it's me and maybe, you know, I'll collaborate with people on different things. I realized the importance of everybody being on the same page. Yeah. And what I realized is my partner and I were on the same page, but the person that we hired was not on the same page with us. So it almost felt like, like we, she was sabotaging everything. And I don't think that she was doing that intentionally. Like, I don't think that she's like a mean, cruel person or anything. I think that she just wasn't on the same page. She had never really bought into the vision, never really understood it. And I think that she was operating from her own place of, you know, emotionally where she was and physically where she was and mentally where she was. And it just was not in the same space as us. And I think that she really just got overwhelmed. I think that maybe she had too much going on personally, professionally, what have you. And she could not bring to the table what we needed her to bring to the table. And honestly, it might not have even been fair for her because I don't know if she was ever capable of doing it. To be honest, I don't know. And so we have to look at that, like what is the person's capacity, you know, that we're hiring? I tell my clients this all the time in relationships, like you with this man and you're upset that he's not doing this and that and the other, but does he have the capacity to even do that for you? 
And we got to look at those things and we have to be honest. And it's not judging somebody. It's not being harsh. It's not being cruel. But it's really understanding where a person is and where we need them to be. And sometimes, like I said, like we just said, everybody can't be on you with their journey because their capacity is not where you are and who you are. And they can never meet your expectation. No matter how much you pour into them and try to help them, they are not going to get where you need them to be. And that's okay. Let them be where they are and find the people who can be. This was so difficult. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we have a tendency to make things look so easy, mm-hmm. right? Like nobody on the outside knows any of this stuff is going on. Jessica knows because, you know, we have our mastermind and I will come and just be like, oh my God, this is the update. Like I'm getting stressed out over my own retreat. Like I need a retreat from my retreat. <laughs> and so we were all set. Like we you know, we realize like this is an investment where we're ready to do everything that we need to do to make this work. And we were doing that. And it just got to the point where there were just some serious things that happened that just could not be ignored. And one of the mistakes that I realized that I made, and I'm gonna speak for my partner as well, is that we should have really had a really honest discussion um, with our event planner about how we were feeling about things and where, where, how things were going. And I think that we spoke to it, but I think I was maybe a little too nice. And I, I don't think that she really understood, but there were just some things that happened and I could, they could not be ignored. They just could, they were so bad. They could not be ignored. And that's when I realized that like, we are totally not on the same page where she completely misrepresented our brands um, to a couple of our participants and did things really behind our back because we were not aware of them and we should have been aware of them. And as the retreat um, hosts, you know, this is our retreat. This is our baby. We should have made aware of things and we should have been in, in the position to have a say. And that was really taken away from us because it was done behind our back. And then it totally misrepresented us. We could not ignore that. We just, we couldn't. Um, and when it finally came out and we had a discussion around it, I don't think that she really fully understood the which the position that she put us in um, by misrepresenting us. And now we got to go back and try to, you know, do damage control and put out the fires that she created. It wasn't even that she misrepresented us. She wasn't representing us. She wasn't even worried about us. She was worried about representing her own brands and, and the fallout from her own brands and totally forgot about us. Yes. I can, I'm not going to pay you to represent yourself. Yes. Where does your loyalty lie, right? Like, really, like, if someone is paying you, but, you know, and I kid with Ava Laura, and I said this to her, but you know, I was like, girl, you were saved. You did not want this to turn into Firefest too. Like, yeah. <laughs> Firefest, Black Women's, Black Women's Leaders okay. Retreat Firefest edition. No, absolutely not. The fact that she was able to save it beforehand where, you know, there may be a couple of participants who are up in arms at it, but it was better than arriving there and then seeing the, the chaos that was caused because she's yeah. trying to stay based on her own brand instead of keeping the loyalty of the contract that she signed. No, 
nonetheless, right? Well, you know, I think, and, and, I, and I don't want people to be like, oh my God, Fire Fest, it would have been bad. It really wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah. But for me, you know, again, I am an energy person. I do yeah. energy healing. I understand that. The energy would have been off. It would not have been representative of my partner's and I's vision. Yeah. Like I said, and, it was a joke, but you know. That, you know, and I, I gotta say that because people be like, what? Like for them, they, they probably would have had, a, they, they probably would have thought it would have been okay, but it would not have been how it really could have been. I mean, to the point where it wasn't, we wanted it to be an experience before we even start with the retreat, right? We wanted the communication to be a certain way and the experience for our participants to be a certain way, even before the retreat happened. And I got people personally DMing me like, how's the weather in Spain and what should I pack? All of these things should have been communicated to them in advance. Like there was so many, so many problems and so many obstacles and just the energy was just so off and everything that we wanted everybody to experience, it just went all the way left. And, and I mean, I'm having to, again, personally step in to do things when I hired somebody to do it. We had talked about it offline about how you still had to do this retreat and things like that, or not the retreat, no, excuse me, the speaking engagements and things yeah. like that, even though you had this huge amount of stress and just, oh my gosh, what is going on? but you still went out there and smiled. It was real because, um, you know, like Jessica, so the retreat supposed to take place in October, the end of October. Literally my October was, is, was my busiest month. Um, I just did a Reiki training, a full day Reiki training for my Reiki two students. I had three speaking engagements. I was at two health fairs. I got contacted by a reality TV show. Um, I got contacted for a possible book deal. The book that I had written a chapter in was supposed to come out soon. Like when I tell you that everything hit all at the same time, then we had to finally come to the conclusion in October, two and a half weeks before the retreat, two and a half weeks, no airfare is booked. All these things that we had talked about, nothing was booked. I'm having to contact people about getting in final payments. Like so many, so many things. And I'm going through all of this. The week of that, I finally, we had to come to blows that, listen, we got to postpone this. We're going to have to do it in 2020 and we're going to have to fire her and we're going to have to get a new event planner. Like all of these things were literally unraveling in the same space of all of these things happening for me. So not only could I not really enjoy them all, I was stressed the hell out. And I couldn't say anything and I couldn't act it because again, I got to show up to the speaking engagement and I got to show up and show out. Yep. I have to show up for my clients. Like I have to show up for all of these things. These people are paying me. I am not going to allow what I'm going through in this retreat personally, professionally to affect how I show up for my clients and how I show up for these organizations that I'm speaking at. That is not who I am. That is not what I'm about. And, and it's not fair to anybody else. And, you know, I was saying to Jessica, like how difficult that is, like how nobody talks about these things. I am here, you know, doing a presentation for um, National Mental Health Day at a really prestigious law firm in D.C. talking about depression, anxiety, suicide, mental health, stress, and I'm stressed the fuck out. <laughs> I'm talking, talking about me. I'm talking yeah. about me, right? Yeah. Like, but 
that because of who I am, right? And because I've done the work and because I'm real and I'm honest, not just with you all, but with myself, I literally showed up and I showed out. And I think that, you know, I, I almost did better because of it. I know how to take that energy and transfuel it and transform it into something positive. That's what I have always done. And so I was able to do that. And, you know, so much so that the organizer was just like, wow, that was awesome. Like you were talking about some really difficult topics and you got them to speak because she was just like, I don't know if they're going to participate. You know, I'm talking about suicide y'all. And I, I'm not talking about an audience in front of me. Cause you know, audience, like, you know, when it's us, you can talk a certain way. But when it's a different audience, you have to approach things from a different way. And so I had to do that. But I took my training, I took my experience, I pulled on everything. And it was amazing. And I literally had people sharing, you know, my grandmother committed suicide, my partner committed suicide, um, my family friend committed suicide. Like my, my uh, son tried to commit suicide twice, has a mental illness. Like people, we were having these discussions at this law firm during my presentation. And so I had to show up for each of those speaking engagements like nothing was wrong. My life is wonderful. Everything is all good. And I am here to serve you. Yeah. You had a Mary J. Blige moment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep it real. <laughs> you took all that pain and that stress and everything else. Uh, and you just channeled it into a creative uh, outlet, right? Instead of singing. You were speaking and pouring into other folks. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And I just, you know, and I want to just be real because this is not easy. You no. know what I mean? People make it seem all rosy and glamorous. And, you know, you go on their Instagram page and their Facebook page and you see they look happy and their family and they boo and all this stuff. Meanwhile, you don't know anything that's going on behind the scenes. The world is really taking to make these things work. Absolutely. You know, there's so many lessons that I got and, I, and I'm a firm, I'm a firm, firm, firm believer that there are lessons that we have to go through before we can get certain blessings. Absolutely. Right. And, and I'm a firm believer that my 2020 is about to be lit. And God was like, let me just, let me just hand off all of these important lessons that you need to learn in 2019 to set you up because there's just certain things that I would not have looked for that I would not have thought about because I hadn't had these experiences. So now I have a new love affair with contracts and lawyers because my God, if you don't have an airtight contract that serves you, you are setting yourself up for disaster. If you don't have competent legal counsel, you are setting yourself up for disaster because everything is good until it ain't and when it ain't what you gonna do where do you go where do you pull on that's what those contracts are for that's what church attorneys are for so I you know I learned so much just even even around that um, but the biggest thing I think that I really learned is that again I'm talking about self-care I'm talking about taking that time out to serve yourself so that you can serve others. And I really truly learned the importance of doing that. Not just from a, yeah, I can talk to you about it is important way, but going through it myself and how can I show up and show out when I really don't feel like it. When I would really just rather be at home eating Ben and Jerry's watching some dang Netflix. But I think it also kind of speaks to I hesitate to say this word because I feel like it's a word that we use kind of as a crutch at times too, but strength. 
right? Mm -hmm. That whole strong back woman narrative. I don't want to really feed into that narrative, but it really does kind of show you that you can make it through. Um, and yeah. I actually read something one time um, where they stated, and I can't remember what book it was in, but he said something towards the effect of, if you've never gone through it, you go through something so that you can actually understand what it feels like so that you can teach others and you can empathize with other people, right? And since you've gone through it yourself and you've experienced it, you know what it feels like. Absolutely. Um, and, and I, and I totally, I totally believe that. And then, and that's why I started off saying that I can't call myself a life coach, right? I can't say that I'm yeah. an expert at assisting you in your life. If I ain't been through some stuff, Exactly. you know, it just, it does not work like that. I have to be tested. I have to have trials too. And yeah. I say it all the time. And I just, you know, put it up on Facebook today, how, you know, true masters suffer. We suffer. We go through some things. We have trials and we have tribulations and, you know, we have, we face major obstacles. That is why I can say I'm a master. I'm going to say I'm a master in training because I'm not going to say I'm all the way there yet. <laughs> like that's what makes us masters because we've been through some stuff and we've made it on the other side yeah. and not just once. Not just twice, not just three times, but several times, you know, because again, that is a part of the process. And I'm just so tired of people, you know, selling you all fairy tales and telling you that it's easy and telling you all you have to do is visualize something and think about something and say some dang affirmations and everything is going to work out. That is not real. That's not how this thing works. Like when I work with my clients, it literally for most of my clients is a three to six month process. And they will tell you, Avalor warned me that this is going to be difficult work, but I didn't know how difficult it was going to be until I got into it. But they're happy and better for it because when they come out on the other side, I always tell them life is not going to stop because now you got this new skill and you've been through some life coaching and you feeling better and you feeling great and you've worked on your healing. Life is still going to happen, but the difference is going to be how you now respond to life. That's the difference because you have done your inner work, how you respond and how you show up is different. Not life. You are still going to be tested. But the way you handle those tests are different. And that's what happened for me. The way that I had to now handle these tests and the way that I had to take my own responsibility and say, well, hell, I hired this chick. I can't fully blame her. I hired her. And I saw along the way problems and I ignored those problems. I ignored my intuition. And now this is the fallout because of it. Now, there are some good things that happen. I got a lot of lessons out of it. However, if I had done some things on the first side, I could have avoided those things. And I just got to be real and honest with myself about that. Moving into the end of 2019 and in 2020, <laughs> what are some things that you think you're going to do differently now that you've been through this experience? I was always one of those people, you know, you don't read contracts, you just sign them because you don't think about it. Again, like when you operate in a certain capacity, um, you just, you trust people. You do. I trust people. I don't not trust you until you give me a reason to. I don't, I'm not one of those people that goes in mistrusting people. You know, I am not wounded. I am not hurt. I am not broken. So I'm like, nobody can be trusted. I'm like, no, I'm gonna trust everybody till they give me a reason not to trust them. And so because of that, and because of how I operate and what I do, sometimes, unfortunately, I give people the benefit of the doubt who don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. 
So I never really looked at contracts. So you just sign your life away. Now I'm looking at some contracts. I'm reading them. I'm taking them seriously because I know if something goes wrong, I'm going to be held accountable to this contract. So that's absolutely one thing. Another thing is trusting my intuition. If there's a mistake, I want that mistake to be on me. I want to make the mistake. I don't want anybody making that mistake on my behalf. I'm not paying anybody to make mistakes for me. So really trusting my intuition, even if I don't understand it at the time what's really going on or why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, but trusting it and making that decision right then and there and not having to watch it play out and say, oh, that's what that was. Now I know. Because so many other things came out after, like I'm not even, there's still things that I'm just not even saying. Like so many things, so many other things have come out after. So yes, the contracts, trusting my intuition, definitely asking more questions, like not being afraid to really ask questions and ask for, you know, referrals or references or all of these things, but, you know, um, not just taking people at their word. Yeah. And so that, this is why I wanted to have the conversation because to Laura's point, we do, we see so many people out here that. Um, and I won't say they're fronting because they may not be, they may truly be happy and everything may be going all hunky-dory and great for them. But the majority of businesses, it's something that's happening that's going wrong at some point in time. That's just gonna, that's a part of being in business. And that's what I, I want people to understand. Like, this is not a problem. This yeah. is a part of my journey. This is what yeah. is supposed to happen. Like when you are doing great things, you are going to encounter great obstacles. That's the piece. That's the part. Eric Thomas said, you know, when you ain't doing nothing, ain't nothing going to happen. When you're doing something, guaranteed something is going to happen. <laughs> and so when we're always looking at like, oh my God, what's the problem? What did I do wrong? Yeah. You didn't do anything wrong. You are trying to do something great. You're over here trying to serve and make an impact. You are going to be tested. You're going to have problems. Now, if you're just sitting at home or you just go to work all day, come home, go to work all day, then nothing is going to happen because you're not doing anything. But if you're really about your business and really trying to help people and really trying to serve and really make an impact, all of those things, you are working with people. People come with problems. Facts. And whenever you are trying to make a difference and make a change of any, any especially when it's positive, especially when it's positive, you, some people are going to come for you. Yes, they yeah. are. <laughs> they they just are. I mean, and, and I am like, you know, the most positive person. Like, I really do practice what I preach. Like, I am positive. I am happy. I am always laughing. I want so much good for people. Like, I truly do. Like, that is not, you know, I'm not just saying that. Like, I really want everybody to shine and to be happy and to do well. And so when people start coming for me, I'm like, what did I do? Wait, me? What, what did I do? Why are you coming for me? Like, I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm trying to tell you. And I just had to realize that, you know what? This is not about me. This is about them. Yeah. Yep. You know, this is about their experience and what they're going through. And we just, you know, we like to have people to blame. And, you know, yeah. we, I mean, it, it's just human nature. And I can't take it personally. Like, that's their stuff. I'm not going to take on their stuff. All I can do is just be the best that I can be. Remember to be truthful and honest and humble and to really represent who I am and try to help in the way that I can. That's all that I can do. And how somebody else takes that and interprets that, that's really on them. I can't do anything about that. 
with the, especially in marketing, mm-hmm. you know, because so many people get done wrong and all that other stuff. Yes. And it's just like, you know what? I can only be who I can be and I can only help you <laughs> to a certain extent that you want to be helped. You can't put somebody else, well, somebody else did this and somebody else, I paid whatever much money per month and they didn't do nothing. I'm like, oh, this person's amazing. Oh, we're going to have, and sometimes it's not reciprocated. And then I'm like, hurt totally hurts my core how could they do that but yeah they don't think the same way you think exactly they don't have and we just we gotta get over that like we cannot hold people to the same standards that we have yeah well i'm a good person so they must be a good person too maybe they're not or i'm competent (laughs) or i'm organized or i'm honest they are too maybe they're not like we gotta look and accept people for who they are and who they show you to be i tell my kids the the term misery loves company is so true mm. people that are miserable and unhappy in their, in their lives will always try to pull you down with them um so i told you the lord the story of my family like saying different things to me when they saw me like break out of the hole um i'm not going to just sit here and not do nothing and watch real housewives of whoever all day long it's like what you're gonna break what what which why you why you think somebody gonna listen to you and you got six kids like they're children (laughs) they're people they will grow up to be amazing human beings that doesn't stop me from doing anything that i want to do in my life it does speak to hurt people hurt people people exactly and that's very real and it's starting to sound cliche but you know and that's even what i realized going through this process is that again you know you know this person was going through their own stuff and they did not how, know how to go through it. But I'm gonna just venture to say, they did not do their healing work. They did not work with somebody like Avalora. And so that all came out in the business and then that in fact infected our business. And that's what happens, it becomes a domino effect. So hurt people really do hurt people. And again, that doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them mean or cruel. It just means that they don't have the capacity at that point in time to be different or to be any better. That is the space that they are in. And you know, a lot of times people will judge and say, why haven't you? But you gotta look at yourself. Have you done the work, right? What have you done when you're in certain situations? How have you handled them? Have you taken a moment, a beat, a breath to say, you know what? I need to get some counsel. I need to go see like somebody like Avalora. I need to do some healing work because I realize that I am not handling this correctly and I could do a better job. And this is testing me on all levels and I feel like I'm failing this test. And I'm, you know what, and as I start working with um, clients and people like, yeah, I do. I see little pieces of that because it all comes out in the marketing. (laughs) Well, you have to sit down and do a live stream or a a podcast or whatever. All of those. I don't like the way I sound. I don't like my voice. I don't like the way I look Mm -hmm. on camera. All of that stuff is like, wait a minute. How come? Wait a minute. Why? It all comes out. So you find that, or at least I'm finding then I'm going to have to curse some of these people. And instead of taking their money <laughs> going, you need yeah. to go heal. <laughs> you need to go yeah. figure that out first before you try to dive in and try to be the representative of your company or the brand head. You know, you have to know. Like, I tell people first. all the time in business, like a lot of times before you need a business coach, you need a life coach. coach yes. yes. And these business coaches don't tell you that they take your money 
and then you can't fully enact the plan or what they're giving you because you have your own insecurities, you lack confidence, you haven't worked through your relationships, you have issues with taking money, like so many different things that and you haven't worked those things out first. And now you're trying to get into business and wondering why you're not as successful as you could be or you're finding ways to sabotage your success. Yourself. Yes, that's the huge, that's the biggest one right there is I'm smart. I'm capable. I know I can do this. I know I can, I know if she figured it out, I definitely can do it. So why am I not getting to where I need to be? And it's definitely self-sabotage. Definitely. Yes. I've been there. I've done that. Bought the shirts. Burnt the shirts. <laughs> so yeah and I just have the amazing benefit of Ava Laura being my friend but I mean you know the thing about it is like you said it all speaks to that inner healing and we all go through don't nobody on this earth doesn't have stuff and I told my daughter this the other day everybody's just trying to function in a way that they try to preserve themselves as best they can and they know how yeah. So sometimes people may do things or act in certain ways, but they're just trying to preserve themselves. Yeah. And it may be hurtful to you. It may, it may be wrong, but they're trying to get through it the best way they know how. And sometimes the yeah. only way to know how is to hurt someone else it's or to bring someone else down. It's true. And, and again, we could say, but that's not right. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. We could say all of that, but it's human nature. That's just the reality. That's a part of accepting who we are and how we operate. That's just the real. And we have to accept that. We got to get rid of the fairy tales and thinking everybody's supposed to be, you know, honest and upright and have integrity. And well, integrity looks different to other people. This person thought they were operating in integrity while they throwing my dang retreat under the bus. But they were operating in integrity. And yes, and it, so the definition is different. <laughs> the definition is different. So yeah, you know, my definition of integrity is that I'm the one that hired you. I'm paying you. You're supposed to represent me. That's integrity. Right? Yes. <laughs> Um, Jessica, I thank you for, you know, having me on and having this just real conversation because these are the things that we really need to talk about and discuss. And these are the things that you need help with because ultimately it does affect how you run your business and how you run your life. If you don't have these tools that we're talking about, you're going to go through stuff like this and you might not make it on the other side. Okay. You know, I was speaking to an event planner that we were, um, interviewing and she said you know what I'm so proud of you all for to keep going and decide that you want to do this again because a lot of people would just give up and be like forget it I'm never doing that again exactly I tell you I would have been like oh forget y'all I love Spain by myself (laughs) the reason why this you know all of these things happen because I was I was supposed to be there so 2020 you know and my body ain't right like I need to do sit-ups like you know I gotta get So, you know, your pain, I get, but it was because I was supposed to be there. That's why. So <laughs> so many people said that, oh, well, at least now I can go. Well, yes. And I'm, I'm grateful that now you can go. I just wish that this was not the experience that you had to have in order for you to go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Your pain, my benefits. Sorry. <laughs> 
So it's, next it's all good. Back. Like you yeah. said, transmuting this pain into per purpose, into passion. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's what I do. Like, I, I can't teach you how to do it if I can't do it myself. So I can look back, I can laugh, I can be like, wow, you know, this is what happened. And I'm better for it. You know, ultimately, I am better for it. Well, thank you for coming on, Ava Laura. I'm sure this won't be the last time you will hear from her. Um, but you guys, like I said, this conversation was brought out of a just plain conversation on the phone. Um, we have a mastermind called the Digital Collective, and it really is business therapy. I mean, I said that, and it's manifestation too. Yes. <laughs> Let me put that out there. Yes. It is the manifestation mastermind group. I said we're going to change the name to the digital manifestation so, <laughs> <laughs> group. Um, but if you guys are interested in joining the digital collective, uh, you could speak with Ava Laura personally, which is a great bonus. Um, she does charge more though, if you want to take it outside of those walls. But if you just need a supportive community, a supportive a place to come and have the conversation like we have today because these conversations unfortunately aren't being had on platforms where they should, probably should be ha being had i think joe button is probably the only person i've seen had <laughs> have conversations that are really just true and what you really think and how you really feel in business particularly though we need to have especially as black women especially as leaders we need to have a place in the space oh as moms too right if you're a mom oh my gosh um, you need to have a place in the space where you can come and talk about the things that are happening in your business, uh, get feedback from other people, and just yeah. feel like you're not going crazy. Like, I know this is not only, yeah. am I crazy for thinking that she should have been doing, no, 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 she should have. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did this really happen? Am I in the twilight zone? No, somebody's punking me. Yes, right. I'm getting punked. <laughs> She's like, I can you just bring me back? I mean, am I being unreasonable? <laughs> it's like, no, you are not being unreasonable. Um, with that all being said, you guys definitely check out Black Women Leaders Retreat Facebook group because all of the information will be given to you there about 2020. Um, like she said, they have a new person that's coming on who knows what they are doing. Oh my and God. So awesome. We have some great candidates. I almost don't even know how to pick now. We got so many amazing people. So yeah, I'm really looking for like 2020 is just, oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Intuition. That's what we're going to go with. That's <laughs> well, you know, 2020, they say vision, right? 2020 vision. And that is all about intuition. Like to me, you can't have 2020 vision without intuition. That's another podcast episode. Okay. Thank you for coming on. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me. I am Googleicious, so I'm all over the digital space. You just type in A-V-A-L-A-U-R-A, Avalora, or you can go to avalora.com, my website. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm, I'm everywhere. And you can certainly find the Black Women Leaders Retreat as well on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Thank you so much for getting digital with us. Oh, one last question that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What did you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> Honestly, I know this sounds cliche, but what I really wanted to be was either a singer or a counselor. I know that is lame as I don't know what, but that's really, I, could, I, I wanted to sing. I couldn't sing like Whitney Houston. So I was like, well, dang, I guess I can't sing. And I always gave people advice. Like I always, I've always been a natural leader. I am the oldest of three children. I, I'm, I'm very confident at telling people what to do and people just listen to me. So I was like, oh, I might as well make money doing this. 
So, you know, a lot of what I'm doing, I always wanted to do. I still want to sing, but yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Actually, you can with auto-tune and everything. <laughs> that's true. But you know what's funny is that because I speak, people always say, oh, your voice, you sound like you could sing. But I promise, I can hold a note, but yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, they got mumble rap too, so maybe you can do it. That, that is true. I didn't think about that. I guess nowadays I really could be a, an amazing singer. Yeah, you could just throw in a little, uh, 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 <laughs> like, you hear that? That's well, me. Well, I can carry a tune, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know me, the marketing guru coming up with those ideas. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.